Shabbat shalom, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Blessings as we enter into our Shabbat rest. So thankful you are here with us this evening. We've been looking forward to this all week. Just love this time with you all. Familiar faces and hopefully some new ones. So we're just so thankful that we have this opportunity to fellowship together from across the country, across the world, wherever you are from. If you're new, let us know where you are at. We would love to know where everybody is located at. We are definitely keeping people in our thoughts and prayers as some of us are dealing with storms. I know there's been tornadoes already and they are just going to continue on through the evening. I think we're even up for some dicey weather tonight. So we're just going to keep everybody in prayer and ask that the Father gives us the protection that we need through these storms. Right. I've already seen footage of a pretty scary one coming through Arkansas. And I know we have family there, fellowship family there, and we're keeping everyone in prayer, like James said, Definitely. as it marches across towards us. We've had the wind all day. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, that springtime in Tennessee, though. <laughs> yeah, this is that awkward time of weather where you deal with the warm and the cold and I was actually thinking earlier, kind of symbolizing what that could mean. And, you know, we've had discussions in the past of being lukewarm, being on fire for Yah. And really, when you think about it, when you mix that warm and cold together, it creates turmoil, sometimes Turbulence. chaos <laughs> and many other words. But, um, you know, that's that's a really quick way to become lukewarm is if we are on fire for Yah, but we are putting ourselves 
in the darkness, putting ourselves around people that might be cold in the world. And so we just got to remember to stay on fire for him and to shine our lights bright. And also to remember that we can't necessarily associate with certain things, certain people of the world. We are called to be set apart. And so it is a journey that we're on. We just must continue to reach out to him, offer up our praises, our worship, our offering. We are now that offering that we can give to him through our prayers, our sacrifices, fasting, many things. Sorry, I just got a notice about a tornado. (laughs) So it's already here. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that I was getting a call from the emergency um, when our weather gives us a text and a call when things are bad. So we have officially entered tornado watch time. So So we will hope and pray that our internet stays up, that our Everything cooperates. Sometimes things get a little bit laggy when the weather is iffy, but we know that y'all's going to get us through and we're just excited to do this. So let's go ahead and get going while we can. Let's start off with saying hello to our friends and family. We got Betty King. Welcome and howdy. Howdy. Shabbat Shalom. As well as Andrea. Andrea. Shabbat Shalom to you as well, Asia. Mm -hmm. Asia. Great to see you. So happy to see you. Shabbat Shalom. See if you can get it to move. Judy, Shabbat Shalom. Welcome. Mm -hmm. And Daniel. Dan. Hope your campsite is coming together. That's always an enjoyable thing to be piecing it together, how you enjoy uh, being out in the nature. What a wonderful time that you have with Yah and the stars. I'm sure your stars are beautiful out there. You miss the desert. I do. I'm from Arizona, so... I miss that I desert miss landscape. It. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Amanda. Shabbat Welcome. Shalom, Amanda. And to Eric and you and the kids. Mm-hmm. And Misty. Welcome. Welcome. Shabbat Shalom. Glad you are here. Catherine. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome, welcome. And Wire Wool. Yes, Great Shabbat to have Shalom. You. Praying safety, definitely. Got Sherry. Shabbat Great to see Shalom, you. Shalom, sister. Jennifer and Dan Lane. Great yes, to have both Shabbat of you. Shalom. James and the Colettis. Yes. All right. The whole crew is here. We're so thankful you are all here. And if you're new, we're, we welcome you in. We hope that you enjoy the message. We hope that you enjoy the fellowship. We're just so thankful for the family that Yah is bringing to Fiery Faith. And we, we know he's doing great things within all of us. We're just so excited for what the future holds. Yes, absolutely. All right. So let's get a shofar blast in to start our show. You're going to do that before the prayer? Yeah, yeah let's go ahead. Yeah, I think that that's the, the routine, yeah. although there is no routine schedule right now we can play it by ear but yeah let's get the the remaining week blasted out of here so we can enter into a peaceful wonderful rest with the father do it I'm so sorry to hear that James has had a very stressful trip with the weather. I bet weather weather related. Yeah, traveling is not very easy as it is, but you add in weather and that yeah. can add a whole nother level of stress and anxiety. So we 
we'll be praying that you find that shalom during your trip. I know you guys are going to be gone for some time. Okay. And we are hoping that everyone has a wonderful Passover. It is almost here upon us. And so we're just looking forward to it, praying that Yah blesses each and every one of yours time. Mm -hmm. Shabbat Shalom, Lori. Welcome. Yeah, we are welcome. so glad to have you. All right. So let's have a prayer and yes, then we'll get please. on into it. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this evening with our hands lifted up in praise. We are so thankful that we can be called your children, your set-apart people. We praise you, glorify you, and give you all the credit for all the blessings in our lives. We know that the struggles that we come upon are a trial and that we will overcome them with your help and your guidance. We are just so thankful for this family here, the fellowship that we are building. Each and every one of us have an important part to play in your kingdom, bringing others to your narrow path, shining the light on your truth. We just pray that this message and this time together can help open our eyes and our ears to the things that we are seeking, seeking you, and we want your truth revealed to us. We're so thankful that we have you and your son, Messiah. Be with us this evening. Be with those dealing with the storms. Shelter them and protect them under your wing. Be with this message in your name, Yahusha Hamashiach. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we do have another song for you. Unfortunately, there's no live music tonight. If you were joining us last week, we were so blessed to have Left and so Right blessed. Ministries with us. What a wonderful time that was. They were able to share some music and uh, we hope to have them back again. It was a great conversation. Got a little bit of a testimony as well, uh, but their music just is such a blessing. I know many of you enjoy their their worship to Yah. And so if you haven't seen last week, go and check that out. They had a, a, some music for us. Really wonderful time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are ob obviously looking for live music. We would love to be able to have that each and every week. If you have any recommendations, let us know and whether we reach out or you reach out, we would love to try to have some more guests on uh, yeah. to lift up the, his name in praise. So. Shabbat Shalom, Heather. So glad that you yeah, are welcome. here, sister. Glad you made it. All right. So we're going to share a song from Summit Worship, and it is titled Offering. We know that ultimately our Messiah was the final sacrifice blood of the lamb and so this portion really ties into that we see that the levitical sacrifices mm -hmm. was really just a foreshadowing of things to come so i wanted to share just a few minutes of this song and then we'll get on into the portion Hidden, wash me and purify 
Heal my deepest shame. Restore again the joy of salvation. Here's my life. Let it be an offering. A living sacrifice. Let it be an offering. For a willing, broken, humble heart. You will not despise. Here's my life. Let it be an offering. Teach me to do your will. I want to love how you have loved. To overflow the grace you have given. Oh, I want to overflow the grace you have given. beautiful all right yeah i hope you guys could hear that every once in a while we have music issues technical difficulties but hopefully you could hear that i really enjoyed that song and if you want to hear the rest of it or any other music that we do share on the program you can find all of that in the description link below in the show oh good they could hear it wonderful good we never really know if it does what we're telling it to do <laughs> that's true technology sometimes isn't friendly shabbat shalom rachel so yeah, happy welcome. to see you all right are we ready to get going we are let me get my screen pulled up and that has really been one of the biggest takeaways for me over these last tour portions is the offering and more than anything, Yah wants us as his offering. He wants us to give of ourselves as an offering, not animals, not anything else materialistic, but ourselves, our hearts. He wants a willing heart. Our obedience. Our obedience. Mm -hmm. That's the key word right there. And so I think it's it's a perfect timing, you know, as we enter into Passover to the Pesach. You know, we're supposed to be reflecting on ourselves. And you had a great mercy, a great morning manna this morning talking about evaluating ourselves more than how we evaluate others. We need to be focused on ourselves and how we can remove the sin, remove the leaven from ourselves before we point the finger at others. And so it's a great time for reflection. And we hope and pray that everybody's had time to do their house cleaning we still got time. Especially do. Yeah. And I, I thought it was week. funny. I got a notice on the news today that supposedly this week was National Cleaning Week. And I was just like, well, I wonder where they stole that from. You know, as we're <laughs> getting ready, our, getting our houses ready, getting our bodies, our living tabernacle ready for this Pesach. And right. so it's just a great Andrea's reminder. Andrea's got it right there. 
wholehearted and single-minded offering to Yah. Amen. Amen. Single focused on him, not mm -hmm. what the world is offering, not what it's trying to scare you with or distract you with. Just focus on him. Amen. All right. So let's see, where are we at? So just kind of to sum up this portion, Sa'av, Tav, I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced, but I think it's Sa'av. The T is silent, but it continues Yahweh's instructions to Moshe regarding the laws of Korbanot, the animal and the meal offerings at the Mishkan, or what we know as the tabernacle. Many of the laws of the sacrifices are repeated from last week's portion, though this time Moshe is addressing the Kohanim, the priest, addressing them directly. And additional details are provided. For example, the priests were to ensure that the fire of altar never went out and that the whole burnt offering was consumed as it burnt throughout the night. Just like we're commanded with our Passover meal. You know, there are to be no leftovers. We're supposed right. to burn it up completely burn in the up. fire. Additional rules concerning the removal of ashes from the altar the portion of the offerings that were given to the priest, and even the cleansing of utensils are given throughout this portion. So a lot of it is repeated, but a lot is new. So we wanted mm -hmm. to kind of dig into some of these new key points. I love that. It Just explaining that, it's like his order. Everything mm -hmm. he does, there's an order. There was an order in creation. There's an order to what we are. Exactly. Um, he created us male and female. There's an order. Very you know? detailed. There it is. <laughs> yes. So the book of Leviticus, Viacra, is to the Torah what the book of Hebrews is to the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Leviticus is both the physical and spiritual center of the first five books of Moshe. I'm sorry, just the five books of Moshe. Many readers, though, of the Bible want to skip the book of Leviticus because they find the detailed descriptions of the tabernacle and the various laws of the sacrificial system to be tedious or maybe irrelevant to the followers of our Messiah, Yahusha. It's so relevant. But this is very unfortunate because in its pages, their great sacrificial work of our Messiah is foreshadowed and explained for us without the underlying concepts that are seated there. Various fundamental New Testament teachings concerning the atonement, the atoning sacrifice of Yahusha for our sins, or justification by faith, or our call to the walk in sanctification, would really not make a lot of sense without it. Unlike narrative portions of other books in the Torah, the book of Leviticus begins as a direct message from Yahuwah to Moshe, calling out the way to draw close to Yahuwah by means of the atonement afforded by his sacrificial system. In fact, the word korban, often translated as sacrifice or offering, comes from the root korb. That means to draw close or to come near. In this connection, it should be noted that the various sacrifices 
were never intended to help Yahweh draw near to us, but rather for us to draw near to Him. Yahweh hasn't moved away. He doesn't need our sacrifices as a way to bribe Him to come closer. Yahweh gave us sacrifices, especially the sacrifice of our Messiah, Yahusha, for our benefit mm -hmm. so that we could draw close to Him. But apart from faith, in genuine repentance, the sacrifices themselves were of no effect. Therefore, we see the prophets later denounce these insincere offerings made at the temple as a vain show that were useless to draw us near to Yahuwah. In Amos 5.22, it says, Though ye offer me ascending smoke offerings and your oblations, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Mm. So in other words, without a genuine heart response to Yahweh's gracious love, the mere idea of sacrifice does us little good. Wow. Shalom, John. Glad to see you. Yeah, glad you are here. Hope everybody has had a great week. We do. All right. We have a word picture to share with you guys. You did a great job with this, too. And we would love to hear your interpretation. Yes, yes. If you guys are seeing something as well. It's been a little while since I've done one of these. But just looking at it, this is kind of what came to us. So I wanted to really look at this word, korban. We know it as an offering, sacrifice, an oblation, something brought near to the altar that is a sacrificial present, something that is offered. We can now be that offering to Yah. But out of uh, Strong's H7133, we get this word, karban. And it consists of a kuf, a resh, a bet, and a vav. And so the kuf can represent the sun behind or even time. We see the resh representing the head, the authority, the first. The bet represents the house, the family, or within. And the vav representing the nail, securing or adding to. And so the picture that came to us is in time, the head or authority of the entire house, of the family, will be secured by the nail. Wow. That is our Messiah. Mm -hmm. He is the head of the body. He is the doorway to the Father, to that everlasting kingdom above. The final sacrifice, mm -hmm. an offering, an offering where he gave us all. So looking for Yahusha, in the Torah portion, I always am looking for him everywhere, regardless of what I'm reading, but particularly in these Torah portions. And at the beginning of Leviticus chapter six, we see that prior to any offerings, like the law of the burnt offering, the grain and the sin offering, there is an offering of restitution, um, which is to bring with the uh, trespass offering which is to make right any offense against our brethren, whether knowingly committed or unknowingly. 
Yahusha brings this very thing up in Matthew 5, 21 through 26. And I know that we have brought this both, both of us have brought it up uh, either in morning manas or other um, discussions that we've had lately. This is a real, very relevant it scripture is. at this so time. Relevant. And I'm, I'm all about repetition because Yahweh is about repetition. He tells us things over and over again that are important. So mm -hmm. that's why you're going to see us say and go through these scriptures repeatedly because he is. So it helps ingrain it within us yes. as well. So here in Matthew 21 through 26, ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, you shall not kill and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, you fool, shall be in danger of the fire of Gehinnom. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has aught against you, leave there your gift before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and you be cast into prison. Amen, I say unto you, you shall by no means come out thence till you have paid the uttermost farthing. And I want to say, wasn't it an, an amount? Um, it was equivalent to two mites. Yes, that you just had to add the amount that. that the widow gave. Right, which we see there, you know, until you've paid the uttermost farthing. Without this restitution with our brother, with our brethren, we are in a sense blocking our very own prayers, which are now our offerings, which are now our ascending smoke offerings to the Father. That's how important this is. So yeah, that really hit me hard. It did. Realizing that our prayers, our offerings could it, be blocked. Exactly. We've got to make things right with one another. So and that it we is the season to do that. Be in line with him. Right. So Leviticus does show us how set apart our Elohim is and how far we as humans have fallen away, how unclean we have been and the need for cleansing. Yahweh did not want sacrifices. He wanted obedience. Fire was used to consume the sacrifices, a reflection of cleansing the sins, burning all iniquity out, purification. That's what it was about. Yahweh initiates the fire making, his power and might evident over all. He initiates that fire. He initiates and completes the work of salvation. Fire in itself is not evil, and in times past, and for some of us still, is a necessity for survival, for heat, for warmth, for cooking, refinement. If your body goes in the fire, it turns you to ashes. And the sacrifices, the ashes, are a symbol that the sacrifice was complete. The very ashes remained as a witness to the accomplished act. 
We read also that the priest wore those protective garments to protect them as they performed their duties within the tabernacle. We can look at the commands of our Torah as the protective garment we wear against the fire of judgment of Yahweh. Yahweh is fire. That's one thing that we have to remember. And we see in Deuteronomy 4.24, For Yahweh Laheka is a consuming fire, even a jealous El. And in Hebrews 12.28-29, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve Elohim accept acceptably with reverence and in fear of Elohim. For our Elohim is a consuming fire. Fire is also judgment of Elohim. In Isaiah 33, 14, the sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrites who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with the everlasting burnings? And we see there the fire of judgment, right? And Sherry has a great comment. Yeah, I was going to share that. Be at peace with all men as much as it is in your power. I want to say we read that in the half Torah maybe on Sunday. I know it was. I think it was. Just another really powerful statement uh, to realize that we've got to make amends for our wrongs. Not only that, but you see here the understanding that we are human uh, with the, mm -hmm. the part of that statement that says, as much as it is in your power, as much as, as much as we can. We have to do our part. We have to do our best, our due diligence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it's not easy and, and it's not meant to be. It, it's an action to be on this walk. There's action that we have to do. It is definitely a humbling experience and it will only make you stronger. And I'm glad that we in this season have tried to make amends for some of the things that were weighing on us. And I encourage you to do the same yes. with friends, family, even if it's your neighbor down the street, right? <laughs> we're all neighbors. And yes, why will I agree? There is that interesting relationship with the fire and the light. Mm -hmm. There really is the same, you know, consuming fire of Yahweh is the judgment as well. You know, the light leading us is the fire uh, by night is the same. That will be that fire in the end. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of that as well. In our mini series on Thursday, the day, the seven days of creation to the seven trumpets of judgment. The in water and the fire. So it's so interesting. We're going to see a lot of the wrath of Yah in form of fire. Right. Well, this time is fire. Let's read what John's got. He's always brings some good verses. Mm -hmm. Zechariah thirteen nine, and I will, and I will bring the third part through the fire. And will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, Yahweh Elahai. Amen. You know, and it's such a blessing in disguise sometimes. You know, trials are not easy, 
Many times we sit there and wonder why. Why does this have to happen to me? Do I deserve this? Whatever it may be, you know, it's happening for a reason. And Yah is going to get you through it. He's going to make you stronger because of it. So when you can start seeing them as a blessing versus a burden, it will make your life much easier. Right. Trusting in Yah the whole way. Amanda's right too. He will make us hotter than the fire as we draw nearer to him. And that is so true. Our fire cannot be put out. We've got to be on the hillside for all to see. And, you know, I'm sure when that scripture was written, there was not a light switch to turn on. You know, it was fire that they were referring to that was on the hill. So we have got to keep the fire burning brighter and brighter. Andrea says, Yah's working all things out after the counsel of his own will. And it is per his will. Mm -hmm. And when you can let go of that and just ask for his will to be done, not your will, not our will. Let go of your flesh. There's a peace that surpasses all when doing that. So kind of carrying on with these ashes, the offering of ashes, we see Every morning, a selected priest had to lift a shovel full of ashes from the altar and put them beside the altar. He would then change out of his priestly clothes and take the ashes outside the Mishkan to a clean place. This was called Terumat Hadashim, the offering of ashes. In a commentary, it states that this was not for the purpose of cleaning the actual altar, but it was a ritual enacted to install humility in the heart of the priests. Mm, you I know, just because of their level, their um, what level they were in the priesthood. Exactly, you know, their their higher up authority. They needed to be humbled as well. Which we is what we do. have to do. Mm-hmm. And and Messiah taught us that. Exactly. Humility and meekness. It's one of the greatest things that we could all learn and enact. Also, for sacrifices that were to be eaten, additional restrictions about eating the fat, the blood, are provided all throughout this portion. We first see the ritual slaughter must be performed at the altar. The meat must then be soaked in water taken out after no less than 30 minutes and then salted and laid out on an incline to help draw out the blood. The fatty parts must be removed and only then can the meat be considered fit for consumption. And I know we're getting closer and closer to the Levitical laws of eating clean. So we're excited. That was one of our first ever shows that we talked about and Really one of the first ever things we did and enacted in our lives once we found the Torah, once we found the narrow path, we realized that we have got to change our eating habits, the things that we didn't realize were forbidden, whether we were deceived and lied to about or we just didn't know. It was very eye-opening. Right, and it was was your eye-opening that got us there. We did start with Shabbat. We of started course, keeping yeah. Shabbat first, but James, uh, we were, I asked him to read Maccabees with me. You know, we, I had a Sefer. I had bought James a Sefer. We were really digging into those books that we didn't have prior. 
-hmm. So we're, he, we were reading Maccabees together out loud. You know, he would read a chapter, I would read a chapter and we got to the part um, about the sons, the, the mother sons. and the seven sons. And James shut the book and said, that's it. And went to the kitchen and drug the trash can with him over to the refrigerator and proceeded in throwing out the bacon, the pork chops, the everything that was in there that didn't need to be in there. And they've not been in our house since then. He literally cleaned at our freezer and our refrigerator out. And that was that. Well, and then from then on, it consisted of, you know, reading every ingredient label at the grocery store and <laughs> making sure that it wasn't hidden in there or, yes. you know, an all, uh, some scientific name for pork, you know, right. I mean, there's and so then realizing that jello. Yeah. There's so many things it's so hidden many in. things that it's there. And you know, even you your, <laughs> your beef kielbasa sometimes has a pork casing if you're not careful and researching. So it's, it's hidden everywhere. Right. And, you know, we do our best and I know that's what Yah is most concerned with. We obviously make a great attempt to refrain from any of that. Now we don't always know exactly what is in our food, but we really try to not eat out anymore to buy the food. So we know exactly what is in it. And we'll probably do another show on, clean eating. So we won't get too deep. But one thing that I was thinking about earlier is, you know, the, the common saying within religion is it was nailed to the cross, you know? So what if pork was nailed to the cross, the piggy? I don't care if it once was throughout the old Testament, an abomination to Yahweh, I, I would never no. want to eat it again. And no. so it wouldn't matter to me. It's still an abomination. And just the fact that, you know, many believers are worshiping their Easter with a ham is just uh. really upsetting, you know, and I don't know where that originated from. A pagan, but, it was part of the pagan I mean, Ishtar. When, yeah, when That's that exactly introduced into our meals. Uh, but that was exactly what they did. That was it's just part so of upsetting. It. The more that you realize and the more that you know you see certain animals were forbidden all throughout scripture. And so if Messiah mm, don't get me didn't eat it, I don't want to eat it. If Messiah Amen. didn't do yeah. it, I don't want to do it. If Messiah did it. And he said to do it, then that's what I'm going to do. And I understand and believe him when he say, uh, when he says that it's not going to pass away until the heaven and earth are gone and we're still here and they're still here. So we have to keep the command. If you love me, keep my commandments. And uh, he isn't saying except for this one, this one, and this one. It's a end statement. Keep them. And, and that's what we have to do. And it's a know? very small sacrifice in the end. Right. Was not ever worth it. And we would never go back. Well, in that argument about you're grafted in and it's a, a new covenant. Well, here's the thing. When you graft, uh, when you're grafting plants together and you're grafting it into a plant, you're grafting that into an existing tree. It's not a whole brand new tree that you're grafting something to. It's an existing hardy, strong tree that has endured. And you're now grafting these branches into that. 
It's not a whole new tree. You just get to be part of the tree. <laughs> and I can't believe I didn't even get that. You know, I've said a thousand times I was grafted in, you know, but it never hit me what what it was I was grafted into was yeah. an existing tree. <laughs> so if you are struggling with that, if you're on the fence, I highly recommend reading the Maccabees. Ooh. It will encourage you to toss it out. Just like Amanda's saying here, she said, I sent my friend in Oklahoma a picture of me throwing out the bacon. It was a celebratory moment for sure. It really was. James was just pretty angry that night that we ever <laughs> ate it. So it, it was, was very upsetting. There and, was a and lot of <laughs> many things are, you know, once your eyes are open to the truth and to the deceptions that we've grown up, most of us have grown up in. It's very upsetting to realize that we've been living a wrong way and been taught wrong or not taught things at all. You right. know? And so right. uh, it's not always easy unlearning, but it has been a great blessing to learn and to be able to cleanse ourselves, our living tabernacle. We know that food, that meat was not allowed as an offering at the physical tabernacle. Well, now we're the living tabernacle. It shouldn't be allowed there either. Amen. No more. Wow. Yeah. We've got a few other suggestions to avoid the Jiffy, Jiffy mix, mix cornbread. Yep. We used to, we used to eat that too. And Altoids, I'm sure all kinds of candies. Didn't know about that one, but like we said, Jello, a lot gummies, of gummy I knew snacks about and marshmallows. You really got to read the labels. Sherry saying capsules for vitamins. You got to buy the vegan kind. It's just incredible, and it it is all a deception. You've got to do your due, due diligence. Amanda's right. That's what I'm saying. You got to check and make sure what the source of gelatin is. Mm -hmm. and, I, and we learned that the hard way a while ago, several years ago, that you really, really got to take your time and look. Like we used to spend hours before going to the grocery store researching what it was we could buy to eat. You know, it was that mm -hmm. important. Well, and even wine can be an issue. That it is. And there are, that's why you look for kosher wine. Mm -hmm. Dan's right. It's uh, the ham. Eating of the ham was because Tammuz was killed by a wild boar. I just couldn't remember. Wow, okay. I didn't want to mention it without remembering exactly who it was, but that was it. Killed by the wild boar. And really, this is sums it up from Lori right here. Yah changes not. That's right. He would not be okay with it now if he wasn't okay with it then. Great comment. Thank you. Let's see here. What's Amanda saying? I think some wines mess with things too. They do. They do. Yeah. It's um, it's something that they use in the fermentation process. Um, but you can get the kosher wines. There, you, You've just got to search it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. they'll, they'll definitely know at the store if that's what you're searching for i've asked for it before and there's you know out of the entire store there's one tiny little shelf you know with a couple of options usually but you may even be able to find it at your grocery store in their international section mm -hmm. we cannot be lukewarm yeah andrea says here eating clean was one of the first things i wanted to change it really was it it was and when you the our first show where we talk about eating clean, I do bring up a lot of 
facts about the things that are on the unclean list that have to do with your health. Yahweh, our father, wanted us to thrive and be healthy and for these bodies he gave us to last as long as possible. And every animal on the unclean list is uh, at the top of the list of things that cause the most health problems in home health. I spent, I would say, 95% of my day going from patient to patient, begging them to stop eating bacon and pork <laughs> and, and the salty meats like that because they were in congestive heart failure. You know, they were having heart attacks. They were having mm. strokes. There's so many things uh, when we get into that that you that would blow you away. I think I did almost make people sick uh, in certain things, but I wanted to get the point across that he wasn't just being mean. He wasn't just saying these yummy foods don't eat. It was for our protection, for our own good, so that we could live long and healthy lives with mm -hmm. minimal health issues. And we see what it does to eat unclean. I was reading this comment from John it says we cannot be lukewarm, but I thought it said we, we bacon. bacon not be lukewarm, <laughs> but no, we cannot be. Um, it's so important that we don't mix the coldness of the wicked world with our fire because that's where we will become lukewarm. And it is, it's very sad and disheartening to see how our culture has been so deceived. It was sad for us. It, it was really a hard, was. it was a hard and that's why it is so important to seek him. That is the key. Seek ye first the kingdom of Yah. You know, when you are just comfortable thinking you're getting by, doing your, your normal one day a week reading or visiting the church routine, that's where you become deceived and you don't learn the truth. You know, start at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 1 and read through the end. You don't need to you be will spoon find the fed. Truth. Yeah. You don't need that one or two spoon fed verses, maybe three that you get lucky to get during church. You need to just pick it up and read it yourself. Amanda says the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, surely our fathers have inherited lies, mm -hmm. vanity and things wherein there, there is, is no, no profit. profit. You know, and we're warned about this all throughout scriptures, that there would be deceptions and false prophets. And, you know, it's been and it is now and it still will be to come. And so we just have to make sure we're in the scripture because that's where the truth is. Right. That we can rely on the scripture. I miss that South Dakota beef. I lived in South Dakota for a couple of years. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about there. I do miss that. Yeah, a lot of us, there's no telling how much we have thrown away as far as the value, but it's, it's priceless to that be able first to do year, that. That first Pesach, <laughs> I would say that I probably threw close to $1,000 worth of uh, meat away out of our freezer, refrigerator, in my pantry. It was a massive amount. Just reading all your guys' comments. You're making me hungry yeah, now. I know. Talking about I want a beef. steak now. We are actually <laughs> going to have some beef later. Grass-fed. So make sure it's at least grass-fed beef. Get the, the right nutrition. <laughs> That's right. Well, how much do we have left? Just a little bit more. Amanda says, it's like our uh, Abba knows exactly. what's good for us what's or something. What's up with that? 
He only created us and formed us in the womb. How could he know what we need to eat? <laughs> uh. So the Torah states that three parts of the sacrificial animal must always be burned. We see the fat, the kidneys, and the liver. The fat symbolizes luxury or the rise of the flesh and is somewhat connected to the hamats, the leaven, which we see is forbidden during our Passover. The kidneys are thought to be the source of carnal emotions, while the liver is thought to be the source of anger and pride. And I know in it your is. discussion on the 12 body systems, there was so much revolving around the liver that had to deal with anger and just hatred. It was amazing. It was Incredible. reading the 12 patriarch, the testa mm -hmm. testaments of the 12 patriarchs, yeah. right? Um, everyone that dealt with the anger was in the liver. You know, it's it's amazing to see that and health wise. And suffered greatly. They did. And, and they knew that it was their liver. Right. I, you know, How I mean, did they know? You got and, so many organs in there. How would you know? But they knew whether right. it was. Yah that told them, or they just knew. I don't know how, but it and was taking care truly of patients incredible. in nursing that have had issues with liver, whether it be like a hepatitis or mm -hmm. anything like that. You know, they're they're angry because they're in a lot of pain. So it it all kind of goes hand in hand. But totally was amazing to see that. Mm -hmm. So we see that all three of these are completely burned on the altar as a sign that the inner parts of the flesh must be entirely destroyed. The blood is to never be consumed since the life is in the blood and is reserved to make atonement upon the altar. I never really liked my steaks bloody, anything like that, but now I definitely, I'm more likely to overcook my steak we, than we to do. ever undercook it. Uh, because we know that it's commanded and we don't want to partake in that. We are praying for you too, John. Um, that yeah, you is know an we amazing sold your, thing. your land and your home. So we know that y'all will be with you on your journey. We just pray blessings pray over the, that. The Father's will for you and that he make it be known to you uh, clearly that you know exactly where it is that he has for you because he already has where mm -hmm. it is that Amen. you're to go. He already knows and he'll get you there. Praise y'all for that. We're still looking for we're our still, Goshen as well. We're still looking as well. Okay. And 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 53 now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Elohim, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corrupt for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality mm. shalom jadine welcome from north carolina glad to see you here not too far away shabbat glad shalom so when yahushua returns 
we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye from a perishable perishable body into an imperishable body. So like the priest's garments protecting them in the tabernacle in the presence of Elohim, we have to be clothed in that imperishable body so that we can be before the glory of Elohim and not be consumed by the fire of our Elohim. Mm. I loved that thought um, and that realization. Even down to the material that the garments were made of for a reason. Didn't Dr. P say that it was likely had something static electricity static because they could just combust maybe like well and we know that some people met their fate you know from the ark so i'm not really sure if they were wearing the wrong brand of clothing but well the wrong fabric i know yeah but yeah that was a very interesting idea and we know there were had to have been a lot of power coming from the ark and what a majestic thing that hopefully one day we can behold again. I'm ready for that perfect body too, Sherry. One without pain. I'm I'm so ready for it. And I know that Yahweh can heal any of us at in any moment that he wants to. And I think sometimes he doesn't completely take our pain away for a purpose. And that's hard to swallow at times, but it's mm-hmm. it's a lesson that we have to be listening to his voice and focusing on him regardless, regardless of how we feel. Shalom, Jeanette. Glad that you're here. Grafted into the tree. Yes. I'm glad because that's what it took for me to really be fired up and understand I was on the correct walk finally. It was really important to understand that it's not a whole new tree. We're mm-hmm. cut into the original tree. Praise Yah. And he can take us out and put us in. He can put the original branches, take them out and put them in. That's the thing. There, we, There's an action. We have to know that what we have to do physically, there's an action to it. And it is obedience. You know, Messiah was and is the word made flesh. He is the Torah. He was the original and one way to even look at it is possibly the uh, the piercing in his side was where we were then grafted in. Very similar process where you cause you the slit, slit into the tree to graft in the new branch. And so we were bra- grafted in to his side as it wow. was pierced. Wow, that makes me want to cry. Shabbat Shalom, Jamie. Welcome. Yeah, welcome from West Welch, Virginia. West Virginia. Great to have you. Oh, and John's so right. In the simple reading, undergarments covered their nakedness. Yahusha's blood now covers our nakedness. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. It is. Praise you, y'all. Praise you for loving us enough to send Yahusha Hamashiach. He loved us that much. He's you know. the greatest blood sacrifice we will have ever received. Yeah. And we wanted to end with these two verses out of Revelations 5, 12 and 13. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor 
and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. That brings tears to my eyes and joy to my heart. Oh, and I love this by John too. Revelations 16, 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and guards his garments, mm. lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he does come as a thief. We have to be ready any second, any moment. So if there is any unresolved issues that you have, if you need to say you're sorry, if you need to make uh, amends with someone, now is the time, the time to do it. And if mm -hmm. you don't know Yahusha as your Messiah, now is also the time for that. We've got to realize time is short. It really is short. And it's easy to make that declaration um, to accept Yahushua into your life, to accept him as your salvation. And you mm -hmm. can have that. And you can have that peace and learn and get on the narrow walk, be water immersed, die to your old self and raise into your salvation that Yahushua has given you. What a beautiful thing to be washed clean, white as snow with the waters of baptism. Mm hmm. John's a got another thing. one here, 2 Corinthians 5, 2. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. And Sherry, as the greatest one, no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. And we know Yahushua spoke those words. And did that for all of us. For all of us. And we are his friend. We absolutely are. And that was wonderful. That was. It we, really was. We didn't get to say hey to Micah oh, L. Micah L. Thank you for being Shabbat here. Shalom. And we're just so glad all of you joined in, whether you're watching and in the chat or just sitting back and resting in the Shabbat. We're just so thankful for all of you. We love you all and the time that you give. We hope that the message is a blessing for you, that you can learn something, that you can share something new with someone. Yes. We're just so excited for what Yah is doing in each of us. We would love for you to email us at shalom at fieryfaithministries.com. Let us know about you, your path, your walk your struggles, your praises. Uh, if you have any questions for us, please reach out to us. Any insight that we didn't discuss. Exactly. We all love the insight. We love to learn. We're students of the word and always will be. And we love the emails. We love having mm -hmm. interaction with the family here. Send something to the prayer group. If you have a prayer need, a prayer request, or a praise report that you'd like to share with us, we've seen some miracles this we week. Have. And we're just so thankful we really have. for everybody lifting those up, lifting the offerings up to Yah. He hears our cries and our congregation here is very faithful to him and making sure that these prayer requests are met, that Yah hears them. Mm -hmm. Our prayer warriors go to battle. 
They do. And they have the ability to meet you face to face in a secure mm-hmm. and private uh, virtual space. If that's what you're wanting is to have a more uh, personal prayer time or discussion with them. That's what we're here for, um, to intercede, to lift you up, to pray with you and pray for you and pray for each other. You know, there's power in prayer. Amen. Amen. And prayer is a weapon because we're at war against the darkness, against the enemy. That's right. So please like, subscribe, and share if you enjoyed this message. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to continue to fellowship with Mm -hmm. us. We have multiple shows throughout the week here on YouTube, and we're just so thankful for the opportunity that we can come and share what y'all has put on our heart. It's a message from him. We're just so thankful for each and every one of you. So we will say Shabbat Shalom to you all. We love you. We'll see you next week. Actually, we may not have a full schedule next week uh, because of the Passover. We may take off a few shows, but I will be doing a few special readings throughout the week. So just stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll be posting that. Join our Telegram as well. You'll still be doing the Besor and Haftorah. On yeah, yeah, we'll be doing yeah. certain shows. So uh, you may not see all of them, but we will definitely be there uh, with you. We look forward to it. And we just pray that your Passover is a blessing, that you are able to connect with Yah on a new and deeper level. Mm-hmm. Shalom. Shalom. Shabbat shalom all. Love you all.